Hello and welcome to the First Stand Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another great episode. We're joined once again by another 2023 NFL draft prospect. And this time we're going out to the great state of New Mexico. I'm joined today by New Mexico University linebacker, Rico Hanna. Rico, how are we doing today, man? Man, doing uh, doing good, Tobias, man. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for having me on. Doing great. Yeah, for sure, man. We're excited to have you on. You know, I'm looking forward to diving into your story. And I want to, you know start all the way back way back when i'm i'm seeing you're from alabama is that correct yes sir i'm down south man from alabama yes sir so let, let me ask the first question this will make or break the rest of the interview were you a bama fan or an auburn fan growing up uh man always always been a bama fan man no 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 auburn tigers always them that it's always it's always interested me you know i you know grew up in ohio so the ohio state michigan rivalry is massive but like alabama and auburn feels like it like divides families like is it really that serious down there oh yes sir most definitely it's very serious down there like in the south football is just different it's just when you come down there you see a lot of different uh cultures and stuff like that especially down south especially uh evolving uh football and it's uh, it gets wild man it gets it gets pretty crazy you know, and you you had a nice little high school football career down south. I was looking your senior season, over 100 tackles, five picks. But what stood out to me, you know, we talked about you being a defensive player here in college. Your senior season of high school, and I, I had to do a double take to see if it was a typo. So you had over 100 tackles, but you had over 2,000 rushing yards and 31 touchdowns. Yes, sir. Most definitely, especially my senior season. You know, uh, being being that I was I was definitely more of an offensive guy back in my my high school days. I love I love being I love running back more than I did a linebacker at the time. You know, so I was definitely I was most definitely an offensive guy back in the day. So, what was that recruiting process like for you? If you're putting up big numbers like that, what was the recruiting process like for you? Uh, it was kind of, it was kind of the recruiting process was kind of crazy. You know, I kind of came in like I said, I went to junior college after my high school career. So I went to junior college as a running back. You know, and uh, at junior college, I kind of had a fallout. Kind of, I had a had a, a mercy surgery at the time for my stomach because my appendix had ruptured, and I had a ulcer that also ruptured in my stomach, which kept me out of football. So I was out for months on end. So I wasn't attending school or nothing. So I kind of had like, kind of had like this fallout from football, and it kind of like kind of broke me, man. So it was it was kind of bad. I was kind of a dark place at that time, but uh, but I came back to Highlands and. Uh, there they're like, well, Rico, you know, uh, since you play linebacker in high school, you, know, you think you play that here? And I was like, I was like, yes, sir, most definitely. No, I'll never turn down an opportunity to be able to play on the field. You know, where, wherever y'all want me, I'll, I'll play. I'll, I'll, I'll give 100. percent That's that's just me as a guy, me as a person. I just I just love this, uh, the game of football. You know, I'm gonna give everything I got to the sport. If I play running back, I play running back, linebacker, linebacker, whatever, free safety, safety, strong safety. I I don't care. Just give me out to the field so I can play. So, you know, you talk about the emergency surgery you had, and, you know, you talked about how you were away for the game for a few months. Was there ever a moment where you were like, you know, I don't know that I'm going to get back on the field? Did it oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most definitely, especially after surgery. I was in the hospital for like a week, so just recovering stuff like that. And uh, so it took about a week. Couldn't eat nothing, man. I lost a lot of weight, like 25 pounds. I was like, I was like, at the time, at the time when I was at Holland, I was probably like 215. I dropped all the way down to like almost like, I want to say like 200 pounds, man. And it was like it was it was pretty bad, you know. And I kind of felt like, man, like I'm never going to get back to where I was, you know. And, and I was, I was like I said, I was in a, a dark place at the time, you know. And I felt I felt bad for myself, but you know, I'm glad I have friends and family, especially my uncle. You know, he kind of picked me up, said, Rico, you know, just go back there and try again, you know. And, and that's all that's all the words I needed for like encouragement, like just just go try again, just see what you can do. 
So I went back to Highland and I, I tried again, you know, got to Highland, uh, got to play the, the next year as a linebacker, starting linebacker, outside linebacker. So I got to play next year. Then my base, my sophomore year or whatever, got to play that, made All-American, all that, Arnold Mitchell All-American. So, you know, it was, it was a big honor, man. It was like, it was a, it was a crazy, it's, it's been a crazy journey. Most definitely. I can agree with that. It's been crazy, man. My story's kind of wild, kind of up and down, but man, it's, it's been great. I, I love it. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of guys who played JUCO football, and guys always tell me, like, JUCO's just a different beast. Was that your experience? Was JUCO a different animal? Yes, sir. Best in the Jayhawk Conference. You know, that's that's pretty much the SEC, SEC football of, like, JUCO. It, it definitely is. I could agree with that, you know. And uh, especially being uh, – I went to Holland, you know, and get, you get to play against people like Hutch. You go to, like, national championships, Garden City, uh, all that all that kind of uh, people, like Butler, all that. And it's just – it's a different beast, man. Like, especially guys that, you know, that are bounce backs that go Juco, like guys from like big time power five schools. You're like, oh, man, like this guy played at such and such. Michigan played at Alabama, transferred to Juco. Like, man, you're going to get guys that, that have that type of caliber, you know, that can go to that next level. You know, so you didn't stop at Juco. You end up, like we said, you end up at New Mexico. So take me through, you know, you're at the Juco ranks and obviously you're going through the recruiting process again. Did you zero in on, in on New Mexico pretty quickly, or were there some other offers you entertained? Uh, yeah, so there were some other offers I entertained, just like uh, UTSA and stuff like that, you know, FIU. You know, there were some, there were some, like, there were some great coaches and stuff like that, but uh, New Mexico caught my eye just because, you know, I kind of just wanted to get away from home, you know. I just kind of wanted to experience on my own, just get out, just get out, just, just, just go to a different state, you know, just have fun, just make, uh, make those connections with the coaches, uh, make new friends, stuff like that. And uh, that's what the experience brought for me, you know. And uh, like I said, it's been a great experience just being able to uh, to to go out and about, you know, on your own as a as a 21, 20 year old kid, you know, going to a different state just on your own. Don't have your parents around, you know, your experience on your own. You're able to learn on your own. You're able to adult on your own to be able to grow as a person. You know, in New Mexico plays pretty stiff competition as well. You guys are running into teams like Boise State, Utah State. You got to play one of the service academies out there with Air Force, which, you know, People might scoff at the service academies, but the offenses they run are just annoying. So, yes, most definitely, man. I gotta ask you, what was your first moment? You start, you're playing Division One football. What was the first moment where you were like, "Holy crap!" Everyone here is like really good. <laughs> oh man, my first moment probably had to be. Oh man, had to be. I want to say. Oh man, when I first came here my junior year, so I came here my junior year 2019. No, uh, yeah, 2019 came here, and um, I want to say it's probably when we played Liberty when I basically got I basically got in for like for real, for real. So, and uh, I was out there kind of like kind of play outside linebacker, so I kind of on receiver side, so I pushed the receiver, and he caught the ball. Man, I was like, oh man, this guy, like, I was like, oh man, I'm really out here right now, like one on one with receiver. You know, I don't know what he's gonna do, I don't know if he's gonna juke me, he's gonna run past me, but. But luckily, you know, I made the tackle and stuff. So I was like, okay, man. It's like, it's like these guys are different, though, because they're shifty, man. They're, they're going to get gone. You know, and you have played against a lot of guys there at New Mexico that are in the NFL right now, names that folks would recognize. So is there a guy that you remember playing against that you were like, wow, that might be the best guy I've ever gone up against? Man, uh, probably the best guy I've ever seen out there. Probably Jordan Love. He's with the Green Bay Packers now, so the quarterback. So yeah, so most definitely he could he could sling the rock, man. It it was wild. 
You know, and one thing that New Mexico is known for, you know, folks might be in New Mexico football. What are they known for? They, there was a linebacker who played there a while back. Guys, you know, some guy named Brian Erlacher. I heard he did okay. But, you know, they retired his number. And then in 2021, you know, your head coach decided he wanted to bring it out of retirement. He was going to pick someone who he felt embodied that number. And you were the one who was honored with that number. You were honored with the number 44. So tell me what that was like when coach pulls you in and says, hey, you're you're, you're number 44 for us. What was that feeling like? Uh, yes, sir. Most definitely. I remember, I remember Thursday what we was doing. Uh, we was outside. So we was on the grass practice field, uh, conditioning, doing our uh, doing our gases and stuff. And uh he just comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, Rico. Uh, he's like, how about how how you, how you think about wearing number forty four? You know, we we'll just switch out your number. How about you think about wearing number forty four? And he just came up to me. I'm like, "Yeah, coach, most definitely. I wear forty four. I don't mind it." He's like, "It's cool." He's like, "Like, yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna give you that number then." So I was like, "Oh man, it's like, oh no, it's, it's just it's just a different feeling being able to do that or being able to have that kind of trust from a coach. To be like, hey, you're one of our best guys on defense, you know, and you and you just show that every day. So it's kind of it was a real big honor for me to be able to get that number and. uh I'm glad I was able to get it and represent it well because that's that's what I wanted to do. Because Brian Erlacher, he was a he was a phenomenal guy, especially here in New Mexico. Everybody everybody adores him. Everybody loves him. Everybody's a, a Chicago Bear fan because of him. You know what I mean? So like, it's it's wild, you know. So being able to have that number really just brought just I just wanted to bring honor to that number because of of who of because of who wore it. You know, and folks might look at the record you guys have this year and say, well, two and ten. Oh, that's not a good season. They weren't a good team. But like I said, you guys play stiff competition. And defensively, you guys did a lot of really good things on the football field this year. So can you talk about what this season meant to you? You know, this was your super senior season. And a lot of people were like, why do guys play that long of college football? So walk me through, why did you come back for that super senior season? And talk about some of the, you know, pride and you know, the good things you guys were able to accomplish this year. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Well, I came back because uh, the 2021 season I had a uh, trauma meniscus. So, so my, in the COVID, so in the COVID year I had, um, so COVID year was actually my senior year. So 2020 was actually my senior year until the COVID so we got that extra additional year for another year. So basically uh, we was at crash one day and I dislocated my knee. So, so I was out pretty much the whole 2020 year, but still I got to play in like four games because I didn't have surgery or nothing on it. So it was pretty, um, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty nice. But you know, come back from that kind of kind of type of injury that was pretty, it was pretty bad. So I was able to come back from that and play in games and actually like be like contribute to uh, being able to get some wins that year too. Uh, also, so that felt great. Then uh, coming back to 2021 season, I had a uh, torn meniscus. So I tore my meniscus again on that same knee that was already uh, messed up. So. Retore my meniscus, uh, had to sit out, had to have sur- uh, surgery, get that back fixed up, got to play in four games. And, uh, you know, like I said, contributing in those games too. You know, maybe it, it didn't come out like we wanted to, but I was able to be out there with my teammates and be able to fight with them, you know, and try to uh, just be out there and uh, try to uh, try my best to help win at all costs, you know. And then, uh, you know, the 2020 season came around and, you know, like I said, like you said, it probably wasn't the best year, but, you know, being able to go out there and compete, like, defensively as a whole unit and be able to hold guys to what, what we try to, you know, and uh, be able to keep them off the field, try our best to keep them off the field, just going by our defensive uh, philosophy, you know, know what to do, how to do it, all living to the ball in a bad humor and uh, keep them out the end zone. And, you know, and we was able to do that. Uh, some of the time, like majority of the time we was able to do that. And, you know, even if the offense did struggle, you know, we kept those guys' boys' heads up because, you know, like I said, like it doesn't, it doesn't always rain, man. It gets it gets sunny sooner or later. You know what I mean? And that's what I believe that's where the program is going because I believe Coach G. I believe in Coach G and what the staff is doing, doing here. And I know that uh, New Mexico, it, it's gonna it's gonna get better. It is. 
You know, and you spent a lot of time there in New Mexico, and it's always hard to pick one moment in, you know, your college career that, like, was just a little bit better than the rest. But do you have one that maybe comes to mind as just being a little more special than the rest? Yes, sir. It was when, uh, it was when we played uh, UTEP this year, and I got my first uh, career interception for a touchdown. So, yes, sir. So, that was probably my most my, probably my best experience in uh, college football here in New Mexico. Yes, sir. So, I've always wanted to ask a defensive player this. So, when you get a pick and you realize, like, hey – I can house this thing. I could take this all the way. What is going through your head? Oh man, was nothing. Really, nothing, man. I'm just like, hey, get it in the end zone, man. Do not, not mess this up. Just run. Just outrun everybody. Just get into the end zone and celebrate with your team. That's all you got to do. That's the objective. That's the only. That's the only thing we want to do. You know, and New Mexico has a lot of talent. Like you said, the record may not have been what you guys wanted this year, but you guys have a lot of really good pieces on that football team. You know. Folks around the country may not be as familiar with the squad right now. So who are some names on that roster that we need to keep our eyes on, whether it be this year's draft or maybe next year that we need to, you know, familiarize ourselves with? Oh, man, there's a bunch of guys, man. Uh, you have uh, uh, Tavian Combs, uh, safe, uh, basically a safety, what we call him our Lobo. So basically, basically like a linebacker also. That's what kind of that's what Erlacher played here whenever he was here in New Mexico. They call it a Lobo position. So he's, he's a guy that can fly around, man. Great, great size, great speed, uh, great ball hog abilities, abilities and stuff like that, man. Great vision, stuff like that. He's he's gonna hit you like he. That's what that's what he does. He's gonna hit you. He's a great guy. Then uh, we have uh, Deion Hunter. He's our uh, basically our middle linebacker, our Mike. So he's he's big guy, man. He's passionate about the game. He loves the game of football. And I just know like this, like next year, or whatever. He's gonna he's gonna do phenomenal. He's gonna do great. Then also you have uh, Sahir Riley. He's another outside linebacker, one of my best buds, man. All of all the linebacker groups, my best buds, man. So he also gonna have a great season next year, and I know that for a fact. You know, just keep an eye on them boys. You know, so they're, they're they're gonna have a great year. I I got know for sure. You know, and you told us earlier that football in the South down there in Alabama and those Southern states is a different breed. I always love asking guys. You know, you know, I've had guys from Florida, Texas, California, Georgia, and they always tell me that their football is better than everybody else. So. I'm going to give you a chance to, you know, campaign for why Alabama high school football is right up there. Uh, Alabama football, like I said, it's just it's just everybody's gritty, especially there in Alabama, you know, especially just being a guy from the country. You know, everybody's gritty. Everybody's going to do what they have to do to, to basically win, man. And, you know, everybody, like I said, it's just, it's just different football down south. You know, everybody can say, oh, Cali has this and this, yada, yada, yada. I mean, yeah, that, that is true. But Alabama, man, it's just it's, – they just – just, just something, something, about, something about Alabama and just down south players, they just – it's just different. They have a different mindset. You just, just like a different animal in them to be able to get to that next level where it's like, oh, man, you're not, you're not beating me on this rep. Like, I'm, I'm finna beat you on this rep. You know, I'm not – you're not you're not fixing to win. Like, you're not. Like, it's just – that's just part of it. You know, and like we talked about, you've declared for the 2023 NFL draft. You know, you talked about going through the emergency surgery, you know, being in the hospital, losing the weight, not really knowing if you'd ever get back on the field. And now you have gotten to do the first step, which is you got to make the post on social media that everybody loves to see. So take me through what the emotions were like when, you know, you're like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to declare for the draft. You put the post out there. Walk me through what the emotions were like. Oh man, you know the emotions were like they, they were great, nerve wracking at first. You know, it's like oh man, it's like really like it's just really happening. You know, just talking to my family and stuff about it, and also my friends and stuff. You know, they're they're excited, so that makes me excited. So you know, it's just a lot of a lot of nerves. You know, you just want to be out there and just be the best that you can be, just so you can make it to that next level to be able to compete with those guys and just show everybody that you can compete with those guys. And uh, and that's just what I want to do. I want to be able to go to that next level and to be able to compete with those guys 
And I just want to show the world, like, hey, man, a small town kid that just came, that came from nothing, went to a JUCO. Nobody know, nobody knows my name for real. You know, was able to make it. That's that's all I want to prove to people. Just just so like, just show kids that that are down south. Like, hey, man, if, if I can do it, you can most definitely do it. Or just so anybody around the world, like, hey, you push your mind to something, you know, go do it. You know, just don't hope for it. Like, go out there and grind for it and go do it. You know, and one of the things, you know, with this year's linebacker draft class is it's deep. There's a lot of very athletic, versatile linebackers, and you yourself are one of them. So I have to ask you, what separates you from the other linebackers in this year's draft class? Oh, man, like I said, like what separates me is just, uh, I guess, my sideline to sideline ability, just to get sideline to sideline, also my strength, you know. I guess, you know, being 215, I may not look like, you know, oh, man, you know, he, he, I don't know how much I got from bench. I don't know how many times he could do two, like 225 reps. But, you know, just just being able to have that raw power that I have, you know, just being, like I said, it's just different down south. Just being able to just, uh, just being a country kid, just like nationally, just all my automatically just be strong. You know what I mean? So I was blessed with that. And, uh, you know, just what separates me is just that sideline to sideline awareness, you know, just being able to get the sideline to sideline just by speed and being able to catch up to people and stuff like that. So. I think that's what really separates me for some from some of these draft picks, but uh, draft prospects, I mean, and stuff like that. But you know, but everybody's, but most most linebackers have that kind of a sideline to sideline awareness, how to get there, make make sure you take good angles, stuff like that. But you know, I'm gonna keep working on that just so I can be better. You know what I mean? Just so people know, it's like, hey man, this 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 kid, he's, he's a real deal. I want like, we need to, we need to watch him. You know, in in today's NFL. You know, on the field talent's important, but off the field character often is what makes or breaks an NFL career. So, yeah. you know, if one of these 32 NFL teams, you know, they take the shot on you, they bring you in, what are they getting from you as a person? Oh, yes, sir. Like I said, like me as a person, you know, I'm always going to smile. Like you're always going to see a smile on my face. Even if I have my bad days, you're always going to see a smile on my face. I'm always going to say, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, I, that's just how I was raised, you know, just be respectful to everybody, you know. Even in bad times, you always be respectful. You always uh, be kind to others because you never know what anybody's going through nowadays, you know. So be kind to others because you never know who, who, whose life you can change in that process of being kind to that person. So so I'm always trying to be kind to anybody, everybody that I can, you know. Whatever team takes a chance on me, just know that they're going to get a leader, a guy that's going to go out there and give everything he's got. You know, even if, even if it kills me, man, like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to perform for the team. I'm going to help the team out to win. You know, like I said, I want I want to win championships. I want to win. I want to win a Super Bowl. All that, man. I I I want to win. I want to help the team out to win. That's that's what I want. You know, and as you go through this draft process, scouts are going to start talking about the way you play the game, and they're going to have words to describe the way you play the game. But I want to hear in your own words, how would you describe the way you play the game of football? I just I just play the game with passion, man. You know, I like I said, I love the game. Forget forget all forget all forget about all you know the money the popularity, the fame, whatever, forget about all of that. Like, I, I'm, I'm not after that. Like, I, I love the game of football. Like, I, like I forget the money. I don't care about the money. I just want to go out there and play on a team, and I want to help that team win a championship. And uh, I just want, like, the coaching stuff to know, like, I, I'm, like, I want to be out there. I want to help this team win. You know, that's just me as a person. I don't care about accolades, anything like that. I want to go out there, and I want to perform at the best of my ability just to show, like, just like I said, just show everybody in the world that, you know, really came from nothing, you know, like, hey, if, like, this guy can do it. Like, I can, I can go out there and do it. Like, I, I want to be just like him, you know. He don't, he don't care about accolades. So, like, he's just out there enjoying the game of football. Like, he, like, you can tell he loves the game of football. You know, and you talked about, you know, how big of a help your support system has been, your uncle and your family through the hard times and the good times, you know. And it, it takes it takes a strong support system to get where you are today. So, can you talk about 
how, you know, important the people in your life have been and how much they've helped you on this journey. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Like I said, my uncle really got me started playing football, especially uh, back in Alabama. He started, uh, we started playing, uh, started, I started playing peewee at first. So I was about 12 years old, started playing peewee and stuff. And then, uh, you know, my uncle, he kind of got me started like lifting weights and stuff like that. Like telling me, hey, Rico, if you want to, if you know, if you want to get bigger, stronger, you know, faster, you know, just lift some weights, stuff like that. And I'll help you out. He went and bought me weight sets and all that. You know, like I can't, I can't forget the people that ever helped me. It's just my mom, you know, especially my mom being a single mom that she is, you know, she went through a lot also, you know, take care of three kids, you know, me and my two other brothers. So it's like, like a big help for my mom to always be there and support us, you know, even though they couldn't come out to every game, you know, they always told me good luck, you know, we're watching the game we're, we're proud of, you, you know, so that was always a big help to me. Cause you know, I know I have people that I can like go out there and play for, you know, and that's just all it's about. So like I said, my best biggest support system, my friends also, man, they just, like I said, they get on my butt all the time about, you know, hey, make sure you go out there and make sure you're better than everybody. You know, make sure you go out there and don't don't let nobody run you over or anything like that. You know, be the best that you can be. And, you know, that's that's all I can ask for from a support group. Just going out there and just being the best that I can be. You know, regardless of football, just going out in life and just being the best that I can be. You know, and with, you know, the draft prep comes all these all-star bowl games, the Senior Bowl, East-West Shrine, Tropical Bowl. We hear about all of them. But there's so many really elite all-star bowl game opportunities for guys – you know, do you have any on your radar? Are you looking to participate in any? What's that process looking like for you right now? Uh, nothing, nothing yet so far. You know, I haven't got really talked to nobody yet. So, you know, but like I said, it could, it could, it could come to, it could come to pass, you know, but we'll see if it does. Trust me, I'll, I'll keep you updated. I'll give you a little screenshot or something of it. But, but like I said, if it's nothing, like I said, there's, there's, there's thousands and thousands of guys out there that deserve that opportunity also, you know what I mean? That are out there that are busting their tail, just like I'm busting my tail, you know? And if the opportunity doesn't come, you know, it's just it's just part of the process, you know. You know, just go out there and just, like I said, I'm going to be the best that I can be, you know. I'm going to go out there and compete, like, with myself. I'm going to be the best that I can be. Even if, even without those opportunities, that's fine. You know, I'm going to go out there and be the best I can be. And, like, I promise you, like, somebody's going to notice me just because, like, I'm a, I'm a hardworking guy. That I'm, like, I'm going to show them, like, why I'm going to be the best. You know, and as you train for the, you know, NFL draft, there's so many different things that guys do to train, you know, speed training, you know, weight training and all that because – I mean, let's be honest. We don't run 40 times very often in football. So true. Talk about what that training process is looking like for you right now. So right now, I'm right now I'm mainly doing weight training because right now I'm still in New Mexico. So I'm going to go back down South. Uh, I think I'm going to, I'm leaving this Thursday to go back down South. So I expect to train back in Georgia. So I'm going to go down there and basically do all my 40 time, my 225, you know, reps and stuff like that. My, 20-yard shuttle, all that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna do all that stuff back when I get home. So you know, I'll be well, I'll be well prepared. You know, so I won't, I won't be lacking nothing like that in any category. You know, and on this show, we really like to give advice to the younger kids, the high school kids. You know, and I, I want to have you give a couple different pieces of advice. I want to have you start by talking to a kid who maybe just where they're at right now, they're not happy. You know, maybe they're not getting the offers they want. Maybe they're not getting the looks they want or the playing time that they feel they deserve. You know, what would you tell that kid in that situation? What piece of advice would you give a kid? Uh, piece of advice I would give a kid, man, is just stay down and keep grinding, man. Your time will come. Like, uh, I was always told that, you know, my when I was here in 2019, you know, like I said, I didn't get to play many reps because I was behind the seniors. So, so, but I, but, but, but like I said, you have people that support you. Like, hey, just, just keep your head down, keep grinding, your time will come. And like, there was right, my, my time did come where I was able to play in more games and I was able to make, like, contribute and stuff. So just keep your head down, man. Like, your time will come. Like, don't don't ever give up. Don't ever have your head, hang your head low, man. Like, it should, it should make you want to work harder. If you're not getting the play time that you want, 
you're not getting the offer that you want, man. Just work harder, man. Just keep reaching out to people. Just keep reaching out to the coaches. Like, hey, coach, uh, this is my film, you know. Just uh, I'm just going to keep on. I'm just going to send coaches, like, all my film, you know. Like, hey, it's my film, my updated film, my, my 40 time, my 225, whatever you want, coach. I, I got it. Like I'm like I like I like I want it bad. Like I I want to be there. Like you know what I mean. You have to you have to want it. you have to go to that next. If you want to get to that next level, you have to go beyond what you already are. You know, and one thing you touched on was you actually liked playing running back more. And the stats show you were a darn good running back. You know, and some kids struggle with when you know they feel that they are good enough to play maybe running back, and a coach comes to them and says, "No, no, no, I want you to switch positions." Some kids get mad about that, and some kids uh-huh. don't handle that well. So, what would you tell a kid who maybe a coach has approached them about playing a different position? What would you tell a kid in that situation? Yes, sir, most definitely. But I, I would tell him, man, take the opportunity, man. You like, man, like you never know what can happen. You never know, man. You could be an all-American defensive linebacker, cornerback. Something like that, but if you was a running back, you no, know, you never, you probably would have never really started, and you switched that position. You're like, oh man, like, hey, I'm, I'm actually a pretty decent linebacker, you know, I'm, I'm all American linebacker, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm glad Coach was able to see that potential in me to be able to change a position. So, to me, like, get mad about that stuff, you know, don't, don't ever get mad about it, you know, take it as kind of like a compliment, like, hey, you know, we want you here because we feel like you can, you can actually do something here and make, make big, make big time plays here. So don't ever take it as a compliment or a slap in the face by a coach, you know. Just take it and just go and grind. You know, like I said, it's always it's just a constant grind. You have to grind for it. You know, and the last question we have for you, man, is like we've talked about. We know what you can do off the field. We know the type of per you know we know the type of person you are on the field. But the ultimate goal is that come April, one of these thirty-two NFL teams takes a shot on you. So at the end of the day, why should one of these thirty-two NFL teams take a shot on Rico Hanna? Like I said, they should take a shot on me just because I'm I'm going to be a leader that that that's going to go out there. I'm going to give the best for my team. You know, I'm going to make sure that those guys keep make sure they keep their heads up, even win, lose, draw. It don't matter. Make sure you go out there and you play with the best of your ability. You know, don't ever give up on a on a play. You know, you play hard through the play and stuff like that. You know, just think little things I was taught through life. You know, hard times come and they go also. But like I said, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. You know, and uh, that's just. Like I said, it just it's just a hard time is what made me. And you know, just so you go through a hard time doesn't mean it's gonna it's gonna break you. You know, it can it can it can make you also. Like I said, it, it made me into a better person, to a better a better adult, stuff like that, a better man. So I mean, it's just that's just part of life, you know. It's just it's just those hard times they come, but they also go. Rico, I've had an absolute blast having you on today, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Thank you very much. Yeah, man, you are welcome. And folks. That is Rico Hanna, 2023 NFL draft prospect, New Mexico linebacker. But that's all we've got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.